Welcome back to the Pursued Interest Podcast. I am your host, Zach Goldsmith. With me as always here in studio for the golden era of Pursued Interest, producer Matt. Matt, I know you won't say hi, but I'm going to pretend to give you a moment to do so. Wonderful. He nodded, so there's that. Supposed to be a guest host episode today. Uh, Benedict Arnold, I tried to extend the olive branch to let bygones be bygones, to lift up instead of to push down. And, oh, well, look, here we go, Matt. Here's coming through the door right now. Let me, let me give the people at home, most of you don't know my guest today. I want you to imagine the finest Greek god statue oh, good God. you have ever seen. Just the perfect chisel. I have seen this man every day at lunch eat a salad. And to put cheese on, he pulls out a block of Parmesan and just shreds it on his abs. And just right into his own side. It's beautiful, <laughs> is what it is. The guy literally takes two pieces of cloth daily, puts hangs one in front of his body and one behind his body, and then sews it on. It's so... So tight. You're absolutely ridiculous right now. I've just given the people an accurate description. Uh, he's getting a little bit of pepper as he ages, and it's just, oh, the finest, like the finest. I don't drink wine, so I wouldn't know whether it's good or bad. But I hear the phrase, the finest of wines. His eyes are blue like the daggers into the heart of many a young lass. No offense to Mrs. Powell. I know she's not listening. Maybe because her husband's on this episode. But he is... My long time, 32 year at this point. Yeah, let's go with that. 32 year friend, my former co host, hopefully going to be back for many guest spots, the illustrious Mr. Austin Powell. Well, I don't, I don't know which slanderous item to attack first. I, I don't know if it's the horrible description of, of my body or my wardrobe, or if it's the Benedict Arnold insults that you've hurled at me for several episodes now. Listen, people need to know, people love a villain. I'm giving, and you have been one. We had a beautiful podcast. Week after week, we toured. All I asked you to do was come in and record your beautiful, angelic voice. I'd take care of the editing. This was back before producer Matt was available. Too many big things for him over in the world of glitz and glamour. And it was, it was wonderful. And then we filmed a terrific, terrific Christmas episode. And you disappeared from the earth. Couldn't be, couldn't be found. Then Uncle COVID came, and that was that. Well, look, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I fell on some hard times uh, with all the success of our previous podcast. I, I fell into the glitz and glamour of the life of a successful podcaster, and you know, I, I, I forgot how I got there. So, you know what? If you need a villain, I will play the villain and apologize for disappearing. But I'm going to blame COVID. I think it was COVID. I assume you moved to Lithuania during that time where we were huge. Oh, was it Lithuania? I thought I, it was thought it Indonesia was. or Singapore. Somewhere or... foolishly decided to learn English from us, which was a large mistake. But they got a lot of slang, I'm sure. Oh, they had to have. So, Austin, uh, are you listening to the podcast? Have you even heard this program? You know, uh, we are on episode four now, I believe, that have been released. Four of, came out of, of that, today. Yes, of, of the, as of this recording. So I am current. I have maybe 25 minutes left in episode four. Now, I would be I'd be remiss if I didn't say that I did not start with episode one. I purposely skipped one and then once I finished two and three I came back to it. I see how you I see we're going right into this. I wrote right on your notes, 
to avoid this topic, and you're going right into it. Why did you skip episode one? I want to remind you, many of our listeners are a big fan of this. This You would easily be able to work at the company with this statement you're about to make. No, no, no. All, all I'm saying is I realize I am not the topic or the uh, target demographic for that part of the podcast. You clearly stated what it was going to be about. Uh, I knew it was not not for me. I knew I was not the the prime candidate to listen, so I, I put it on the back burner. But I eventually came around and listened. I'm glad. And were you educated? Of course. If you don't know, we're talking about uh, my good friend Austin likes to many times make salacious and I would say idiotic comments about the great, perhaps the greatest fictional uh, love story of this or any lifetime: Peter Parker and Mary Jane Watson Parker. Well, you know, it's not so much the fact that I, I disapprove of this relationship or I don't think they should be together. I don't understand your just insane fanatic passion that's the fact that they should be together. You're like a you're like a soccer hooligan when it comes to Peter and Mary Jane. Well, I'm very glad you used that terminology. I'm big in London. This program is huge in London, so they're going to get that reference even if I don't. So I'm going to tell you why right now. Listen, you grew up with me. You are aware of the insanity that was my home situation. You're also aware that I was I, what, zero in 147 for acquiring dates. So uh, that was it. That was where I learned everything there was to know about dating, about marriage, taking care of a spouse. And not only that, that was an escape, a beautiful escape into a world where things were good and they weren't terrible. Well, see, here's the thing, though, you know, how how much can you beat this dead horse? Clearly, if anyone follows your 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 Twitter feed or listens to the podcast, I feel like you've just completely demolished the fine folks at Marvel for this you know slight that you have perceived they have against Peter and Mary Jane. Well, that's funny you would say that. See, now I would argue if I were the only one, that'd be different. That's just a that's just a campaign of insanity. But it's the the mass, the populace, not. And they all are in agreement that this is how it should be. This is just a general reminder to keep people strong. Marvel is a monolithic company, huge, unlimited resources. So it takes the people, reminding them of what they want, of what they need to see so that they can feel good, so they can find an escape, so they can have good role models. I'm just trying to help the people. Now, if I get a story out of there that I enjoy, sure, that's a good thing. Uh, if I can read a comic book twice a month that has hope instead of the hatred, why wouldn't I want that for everyone? See, I'm going to equate this to the good old Cleveland Browns. Now, for those of you not aware, Cleveland Browns are probably the worst NFL franchise of the past 30 years. That's accurate. I, I feel like it is. And their hardcore fans just complain and complain and complain about every idiotic thing ownership does. They've done that for 30 years. Has it changed anything? No. Do people still buy tickets? Do they still buy merchandise? Absolutely. How many of the top 10 movies now are, are Marvel films, as far as grossing goes? Quite a few. So would you argue that even though they might not, you might not be happy with the direction you're going, you're still going to give them your money anyway? Uh, not for Spider-Man. And Spider-Man movie is much different from comics. See, now that I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. This is a great, a great dialogue. Marvel movie. Who is Peter Parker's love interest in the Marvel movies? I couldn't tell you. It's MJ. 
Okay. And it's very well loved. In the animated Spider-Man uh, movie, Into the Spider-Verse, Peter Parker's wife, who he has a child with, is MJ. In the video game, which is very popular, it's MJ. In the cartoon shows, it's MJ. Everywhere but Marvel Comics gives the people what they want. Marvel Comics made a decision, which was not correct. Uh, and instead of correcting it, which they could do, they just continuously double down on it. Now, it helps them. Amazing Spider-Man is on issue 920. There are, uh, here in our little podunk town, there are four people who buy Amazing Spider-Man every week. None of them have read the comic since, like, 2008. But because they have roughly 900 issues, they're not going to stop now. So they have just a built-in... There's a base level of no matter what they do, Spider-Man's going to sell. Spider-Man is the second or most popular superhero in the world. Maybe Superman is more well-known. Maybe Batman. Maybe, at worst, third. Batman's pretty popular. Superman's not very popular, but he's very well-known. See, I, I regret my decisions at this point because now... I've given more traction to your hatred for Marvel and not having well, Peter you, and MJ together. You know, and actually it's not hatred. You know what? It's sadness. It's two things. It's sadness and it's jealousy. It's sadness because they could be telling stories that I think would be better in a way that there aren't a lot of stories told because there are not a lot of married superheroes. So there's new storytelling opportunities. And then it's also um, sadness because I know for me, that 100% worked. That was 100% where I learned how to be a romantic and all the keys to a successful marriage, which for me have worked very well. I Mrs. agree. Goldsmith yes. seems to be very happy every yes every day. I mean, she days. comes on the podcast, talks about comics with you and everything. She, she loves you. She does. She's great. I agree. Yes. But it's also jealousy because I have to admit, I wish I could be so rich that I could just ignore 90% of the people that care about me and do whatever I want. There's an old saying about Vince McMahon, who I know you know from wrestling. I know yes. you uh, casually follow wrestling. And Vince McMahon is reported to have said for a long time, I would rather make a nickel my way than a dollar anyone else's way. And as someone who has grown up very, very poor and uh, chose to be a teacher, which provides a fine lifestyle, but is never going to, you know, I'm not going to... Retire. You're not going to own a second home. Is yes, what you're that's what I'm yes. saying. Thank you. That is so insane to me that when you could do something so easy and which allows so many storytelling opportunities to just forego it. You know what? I, I will defer. I, I understand. and But like you said, you know, at the beginning of the podcast, well, we've known each other 32 years. You're the first person I've ever almost clicked the mute button on on Twitter. It's terrific. I, I it's it, it's getting it's getting tough. Like, I appreciate it. Ooh, I'm just you're so you're so angry. No, there's no anger. I just told you it's sadness. Mm. It's sad. I want the I want the goodness filled. Then you'd miss out on little things like when I, Amanda and I were at the we went to the big cabin retreat this past weekend, and we were next to the Voorhees residence. Now, was that legitimate? That's or I legitimate. Just, I just thought it was because you were out in the creepy woods. No, no, no. We're in the creepy woods. There, we get to our cabin, which is out in the middle of nowhere, forest everywhere, mountain, not mountain, large hills everywhere, mm -hmm. and our cabin is kind of hard to see from the road, so we ended up passing it, 
So we go past it. There's another cabin owned by the same uh, group. And then there's five, 600 feet of woods. Then there's a road. And then the next is a, a nice little house. Um, it's, it's a little rundown. It's not trash by any means. It's very nice. I'm sure they're lovely people. But the problem is, is in front of it is a 40-foot wide rock that has the family name carved into it. And it is Voorhees. So I, of course... We've turned around right there to go back to our cabin because who knows where the next turnaround would be on those old roads like that. And Amanda is not pleased that the Voorhees are next to us. I, of course, am laughing and telling a bunch of jokes, as listeners of this program know, as my 100% defense mechanism. As my, if you don't know, I have one defense mechanism, and it is to tell jokes constantly. Again, this is probably going to come from years of reading Spider Man where. If you tell jokes, it keeps people on their toes. Also, it worked very well when I was in boxing and football, so might as well keep doing it. But So we turn around, we get back to our house. Our house, I, that would be nice. We get back to our cabin, and uh, we're in there, and two hilarious, <coughs> two hilarious events happen. The first is the first night. Uh, I've, I go to sleep, and Amanda uh, did not. Amanda typically goes to sleep after me, mostly because I have a long history of having trouble sleeping, and we have a whole routine that we go through in order for me to get to sleep because I am married, actually, to the nicest person on earth. And so I'm asleep. She apparently started to freak out about the whole situation, so she decided to barricade the door. I did not know this. So I get up the next morning, and I, it's time to go to the restroom. It's, you know, 5 in the morning. I can't see it. It's pitch black in there. And I stumble my way over to the door. And then I trip over something and fall. And I get up and I get that out of the way. And I go to the restroom. I get my glasses. And then I get uh, my, my uh, phone, which has a, you know, a flashlight or a torch for my UK friends on it. And uh, I go back in and I look. And there's like four pillows and two blankets that were up against the door. And that's what I tripped over. So then she wakes up a couple hours later and I'm like, what was this? And she's like, I got scared and I decided to barricade the door. Well, I said, there, that, what, who was that going to stop? That wasn't going to stop anything. I, I really hope those neighbors just really leaned into the Voorhees thing. I hope that's not even their real name. Like they just thought it'd be funny for everyone coming to stay in the cabins to put that out there. Maybe, you know, Every couple of nights, someone puts the mask on and just walks around the front yard. That would be awesome. I mean, why wouldn't you? That'd be great. Well, here's where the the big came in. So the next night, there, there was a hot tub, of course, at these kind of places. There always is. And I, this was actually my first experience in the hot tub oh. ever. Did you cannonball in? No, that very clearly says no no diving, no jumping. Uh, that, okay, fine. You missed so, a great opportunity to So cannonball. two great events happened. The first of all, it was 19 degrees out. So, my hair is up as it is as I prepare for the great Halloween of 2023. And it got wet because, you know, the jets come on and that puts a little... Anyway, my hair froze. Literally had ice forming off of it. It was incredible. It was one of the coolest, literally pun intended, things I had ever experienced. So, we're out there and we're just chatting and just enjoying each other's company. And I'm like, it's getting pretty late. And uh, we decided not to go in, though. And we're still just chatting. And then all of a sudden, you hear a series of branches breaking slowly in the woods behind us. And we both spin around to face it. And um, Amanda's like, what's that? What's happening? And I was like, oh, there's a, there's a deer over there. 
It is getting pretty late, though. We should probably go in. So I help her get out of the hot tub. She gets her robe. I get out of the hot tub. And she's got inside the door. And I jump in the door and slam it shut and lock it. And she's like, what's the matter with you? And I was like, I don't know what the heck that was, but they're not killing me. And so <laughs> and then and then we looked at the clock. And it was like 2 a.m. So we had been out in the hot tub for like five hours. So it was a... Don't they say the limit's supposed to be like 20 minutes or something like that? I don't know. We were in the sauna for like an hour at 212 degrees. That about Hey, there's no judgment here. I mean, it was beautiful. It, it's hard to beat a nice hot tub on a cool night. It was wonderful. You know, it, yeah, I get it. I get it. All right. So that was a long diatribe before we got to what. Uh, so now people got a little bit about you before you even gave them the three movies so they know about you. So I need to hear those now. What are the three movies? The listeners of this fine, upstanding program need to know, to have seen, to know you. Well, you know, I, I, I love movies. Uh, you know, I'm very similar to uh, Amanda in the fact that I love films, as she would call them. Oh, yes. But my style of movie is I'll watch almost anything as long as it's not a romantic comedy. But my f- all-time favorite movie is Tombstone. Absolutely love Tombstone. Love the whole uh, family and brother storyline um, kind of hits home with me. So I, I love Tombstone. Uh, second movie, and this one not a lot of people have seen, but I can't recommend it enough if you like comedies. Movie 43. That movie is... Go ahead. I'm not going to say anything. It is an absolute... It, it, it's a trashy movie. It's the but, worst. But the kind of humor in it is hilarious. So it's it's a very ensemble cast, a lot of big names. Um, you know, the, the first, I'm going to say the first, uh, uh, first skit is Hugh Jackman and, uh, gosh, I can't think of who was the girl from Titanic, um, Kate, Kate Winslet. Winslet. Yes. They're the first skit and just some, some really, really big names in it. So it's kind of a, uh, a mix of different skits, uh, throughout the movie, kind of talking about different movies. Um, but that kind of the humor in it, I think, is is great. I think you might be the only. We've talked about this before. I think you're the only fan of that movie in existence. I own two movies digitally: Tombstone, Movie Forty Three. They're the only two that I own digitally. That is one of. This is how bad I think Movie Forty Three is, and that's fine. If you like, you know, it's not hurting me that you like that movie. So you can you can like that movie. That is so bad that it takes a fine movie like Tombstone and makes your digital collection absolute garbage. Why would you own a movie anymore? Why wouldn't I own a movie? I own lots of movies. I mean, you can you can stream whatever you want whenever you want anymore. Oh, listen to this guy, not afraid of big government. Man, he knows he's got the looks to carry through the next No, like okay, so I forget what it was. We were we were going to watch this weekend. We got on uh, Amazon Prime to rent a movie. It was $20. 1999. To buy that movie was 23. What was this new movie? Um, Cocaine Bear? You watching Cocaine Bear? No, Cocaine Bear sounds funny, but I refuse to watch that. Um, It was the the new... How did you even get accepted on this program? Did you not vet this guy? What's wrong? I mean, the great thing about Cocaine Bear is you can take any story where they have found cocaine somewhere and turn it into a new movie. Cocaine Shark. They just found all that millions of dollars of coke in the ocean. Last week. Get Elizabeth Banks back out there and cut another film. I might watch Cocaine Shark. That sounds phenomenal. Well, it sounds like you hate land animals. No, just bears are bears are just watch it. No, easy now, <laughs> easy now. Bears are just scary as it is. Like 
Of a, course a, they are. A bear gets one paw on you. You might as well just lay there and die. But you're not worried about a shark? No, they come in all shapes and sizes. Well, so do bears. You get a little teddy bear, you wrap him up. If you see a little tiny bear, you better get out of there because mama bear's coming to kill you. Oh, immediately to kill? Yes. Come on. All right, go on. All right, I will give you $5 to walk between a little bear and a mama bear. $5 American? Yes. Oh, in. You don't think that mama bear's going to maul you today? Sure, there's a chance of it. Five bucks, that's that's like half a comic book. Oh, my. I so cannot wait for Would You Rather later. Cannot wait. Okay. <laughs> movie. Third, third movie. Movie three is actually a franchise. Okay, I love franchises. Now, if this is, did you, is this about my new movie franchise? I didn't get a chance to tell you about this, producer Matt. New movie franchise. Let's combine Scream and Fast and the Furious. I, I saw fast. your tweet about this. I did I'm see I'm very your tweet. excited about it. Scream fast. The only problem is you're taking two trash franchises and trying to make them into something. Then, hey, two wrongs can make it right. I, I do not understand how people are so in love with the, the Fast franchise. Because it's a superhero movie. I mean, maybe, I guess, if you want to look at it that way. Yeah. I just don't understand how they made 10 movies out of that premise. Because it started as an actual, like, car movie and heist thing, and now it's just superhero movies. Fair enough. When you explain yeah. it to me like that, I can understand I have it not, better. I have not seen them pa either. I, I, they're ridiculous. For me, I would just rather watch other superhero movies than those. I, I could not agree more. But, again, it's not hurting anyone, so... So, you know, obviously the listeners who don't know me, I, I don't have children. Uh, my wife and I do, do not have children, but we have dogs. So dogs. Our, our dogs are our fur kids. Um, we talk to them like they're our kids. Um, we treat them like they're our kids. We, we love our dogs. So if you haven't figured it out by now, I'm going to go with the John Wick franchise. Just because if somebody, if somebody purposely hurt one of my dogs, I would probably snap and go nuts. So I want to get this right. The three movies people need to watch to know you yep. are maybe the worst comedy ever. Strongly disagree. I know you strongly disagree, but that's a statement of that's not a statement of fact. It's my opinion, I suppose. It's a, an opinion shared by many. But that's all right. And Tombstone, a Western, great film. And then you cheated and took an entire four movies. Well, I mean, why but, not? The John Wick franchise. So, okay, I think with those three, I think the listeners now have a, in my just beautiful... Now, wait a minute. Matt, now, now, Matt's going to nod here. Of course, he will never speak. No matter how much we try to get him to talk, he refuses. He will laugh at some point because that is my goal in every episode. Would you say my description of our esteemed guest was accurate? or I got... Completely the, inaccurate. I got a 100% okay thumbs up sign. So, you now have an accurate description... And then, of course, the listeners know me a little more than you from all of my episodes. So it's also someone I would choose to call a friend for 30-plus years. So there's a little more. That should give you a little more insight to the character of this man. Now, I do have a small complaint. You're, you're playing favorites favorites with the movies a little bit. You let Amanda take all the, uh, uh, oh, Wes, what's-his-face movies? Uh, no, that was a Pearl Harbor attack from her on this uh, last episode. Oh, gosh. What, who's the director? Which, what? Uh, Wes Anderson. Yes, Wes Anderson. That was an addendum she added on her second appearance. So if you come back and okay. you have an addendum, then... Okay. And I believe I'll let you have all the John Wicks. You okay. four there. Hey, hey, you know what? I One bang for my buck there. Now, I have to ask you. I we rented, You talked about renting a movie digitally. There mm -hmm. was a movie I saw the poster for uh, actually like, several months ago. Uh, and... I've been wanting to watch it since then. I just haven't got around to it until this past weekend. Uh, was it movie 43? 
No. Oh. It was a comedy, however. Have you ever seen this movie called One of the Guys? Or just, excuse me, just One of the Guys? I have not. It's, it's from the 80s. It's from somewhere in 84, 85. And the poster is uh, a men's locker room. And there is a uh, lady standing with two football helmets covering her uh, uh, bits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, which is very... On, very, very po- on, point on point for the point 80s. For the 80s. Yes. And I read a little bit of description about it, and I thought, man, this sounds really good. This sounds just like a Zach movie. So the premise of the movie is the girl is a, a high school senior. She There's a contest to be a writer for the paper for the summer, get an internship at the paper in the big city. And she enters and doesn't win, and she's convinced it's because she's a girl. So she decides to just cut her hair and make herself look like a boy and attend a different school where she will resubmit her paper to uh, prove. And, and then it goes through all the hilarious, you know, she meets all these new people and is interacting with them as a male. And, of course, it's an, a, a comedy uh, slash romantic interest as she falls for the male that becomes her friend. And hilarity ensues. I thought it was terrific. I really, really enjoyed it. So you did not see the Amanda Bynes movie, She's the Man. No. It's the exact same premise. I think it was based on that. Now, I, 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 it. It, it, instead of football, it's soccer. Now, there's but, no actually, there's actually no sports in this movie. Oh, there's no, okay. So she pretends to be a man that, to play on the, cover. on the soccer team. Oh, I see. Yes. But the, the premise sounds. No, this, she just goes into this school to get that paper in and then starts trying to assimilate <coughs> into the school. If you haven't seen it, a uh, very good movie. Very much enjoyed it. Uh, I actually live-tweeted just because... I, I did see that. When I watch movies now, I, I don't know, I find entertainment in that. Uh, sometimes I forget. I, I think it's because sometimes I get distracted during the movie and it helps keep me focused. So, Plus, my wife really enjoys reading them after, who does not use any social media. Um, so afterwards, she likes reading it, and then she's like, oh, now I get an actual opinion of what you think because you won't speak whenever we're actually interacting. See, it's funny you mentioned this because that was on part of the episode I was listening to today where, you know, I do the exact same thing she does. If once I watch a movie, I want to read the trivia. I want to read the, how it was made. You know, I want to know how the sausage was made as they say. Um, so no, I'm the exact same way. Now I do have a question about the poster or the, the, the video cover for this. Okay. Was it, um, not animated. Was it sketched? No. Like, like cartoonish. No, or, or drawn. It, it's just a full photo. Here, I've got it now. Not, any of the listeners aren't going to be able to see. Oh, this, okay, but, okay. But well, I saw uh, someone posted the the video cover of Police Academy Five. Yes, on Twitter the drawn. other day. Yes, and I couldn't believe. Like, I got to thinking about how many '80s movie covers were drawn sure. and not actual pictures. Um, what is? I forget his name. One of the last ones he did was for the first Hellboy movie, which is one of my favorite movies, and he. Uh, because Guillermo del Toro really liked that guy. He had him do one of those, and it's just, it's awesome. Those drawing um, Cause isn't posters even, are amazing. Isn't the first Back to the Future even drawn? Uh, I, maybe. I think it might be maybe. drawn, too. Great movie, by the way. Oh, I know it's one of your favorites. I, I did I see know. you live-tweeted it the other day, too. I did that one, too. I did. Well, that was your first time showing it to your kids, or is you've, they've seen it multiple times? They saw it, but they were they were pro- they were were a little younger, so my daughter remembered a little bit. My son didn't remember any, and they both really enjoyed it, and it's one of my favorite movies, although I think the reason I figured out why was because it's 
basically a Peter Parker, Mary Jane story. So, well, I mean, how many minutes are we in here? 20, 28 minutes, and you got it back to Peter and MJ. Great, great. Listen, I can't help. The facts are out there. Well, it's the greatest fictional couple ever made. Listeners, I'm I'm now staring at a wall full of Peter and Mary Jane uh, comic covers. Uh, looks like maybe some fan art in here. Fan art? Well, yeah, the one right there over your shoulder. No, that's just an artist who did prints for Marvel. Oh, okay. Well, you know, you're it's, you're purposely shoving it in my face at this point, which I, I don't blame you. You're, it's the right decision there, on your part. I would never do such a thing. You're doing the right thing. This was I was I am trying to dip my toes into a little video work, and I was doing a comic book unboxing. And the background it takes me a minute to walk around, and I want it to look nice. I want people to immediately be able to say that's a guy that I I know what this guy's about. And then so it just so happened that, and when I come in from work, you know I have a hard day's rocking at work. It's not easy, you know. You're a fellow teacher. It's yeah. not an easy job. You come in. I need to lift my spirits up right away. There's no one home when I get here. So then my spirits are lifted so I can get through my afternoon chores of dishes and getting the, the meals prepared until my wife gets home and then puts my spirits back where they belong. And my children, of course, come in and, and we have a good night. So i gotta got to pump myself up. And then when I leave in the morning, there's no one around. So I can take one look over. Kind of like the old end of an old TV episode. It's very somber. I, you know, I got the door open. I'm walking into the garage. The light's on and I can look over. da 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 and the light goes out, and then I can make my way to the car and, and go to the the soul-sucking reality of work. Wow, that was very uplifting. Thank you. What is it's, It gets me inspired every day yeah. to go and educate the children of tomorrow. So, all right, good. Next segment. I had a big comic book segment. We already had it because you said, I'm going to come right at this guy. So we're going to just cut down to a question I had from a listener, which was about Green Lantern. Now, are you familiar with Green Lantern? Uh, vaguely. vaguely. So Green Lantern has a ring, usually for Green Lantern it's green, and it allows him to use his willpower to create whatever he can imagine. Typically they're called constructs. So the question was, if I, wisely, was given a Green Lantern ring, what would be my first construct? So I'm first going to give this question to you. So if you had a ring that can create anything you can imagine, what what are you what are you making? Well, I mean, you've got a... That's a loaded question here. Do I use it for personal gain or do I use it for the betterment of man? I, I mean, it's up to you. Oh, I mean, man, isn't that, isn't that the, the the question all superhero stories have to go through? Wow, I mean, you're right. Do, do I only get one? I, I only mean, get you one can, construct. You can have a few moments if you'd like to talk about it. Well, I mean, I selfishly want two. I, all right, I, let's hear, I, let's I want, hear I want the two. one for me and I want one for the betterment of man. Uh, so you... Again, I'm not familiar with Green Lantern, so I don't know quite how this works. Is it one of those things where I wish it and it happens? As long as you can imagine it, you can create it. Or is it uh, how Brian Griffin would say, wish it, want it, do it? Uh, you know, they've made, of course, dumb things happen like big giant fists and hammers. Uh, John Stewart is known for using his engineering background and creating large mechanical machines and giant guns. Kyle Rayner is a comic book artist. And so he creates big mechs, and his are very intricate designs. Uh, space stations have been built that they live in. Entire cities that were destroyed or recreated. So, I mean, it's comic book logic, man. You can pretty much do what you want. See, I, I can't have that much responsibility. I'll, I'll mess it up right away. Uh, let's hear yours first. Well, if I was going to make my first construct, I think the first thing 
you know, of course the first ones are going to be just me testing it out. But the first real one where I said, I'm going to really push myself. I think I would have to make uh, probably like the Tron light cycle. And the ring would give me the ability to fly. But I'm going to first just go around the city. And then the next thing I'm going to do, because at this point I am immediately going to become either a, a world-renowned hero or villain. So I'm going to create a series of opponents to battle so that I can start training. I don't understand why. Like, why would you... I mean, you don't have to create these villains. Why Why do that? That sounds like something a villain would do. I gotta practice. I mean, they're not gonna go fight, tear up the city. We're gonna be, you know, down in a warehouse and we're gonna throw down. Okay. I Again, I don't understand that Training one, but... purposes. Okay. Training purposes. Now, as I my powers grow and I feel more confident, I mean, I'm probably going to make a fortress, which would be my base of operations. See, this sounds like a whole Pandora's box situation oh, where... Be, I'd be awesome. You're, you're, you're going to just create something, and it's going to go horribly wrong. No. It'd go well. I'm going to take your word for it. I, I believe in you. I appreciate but it. But I know if I try to do something similar, <coughs> those villains I create are getting out. They're not villains. They're just constructs. As soon as you stop willing them into existence, they're gone. See, again, you're, you're explaining this to someone who doesn't understand the comic. I just exp I just explained it. I'm not very bright. You should know this. That's hurtful. That's hurtful to I'm say I'm not yourself. very smart. Can't be negative about yourself. You've got to be positive. You've got to stand tall in the face of adversity. And if you'd read more Spider-Man comics, you'd know you got to get up. You always pull yourself up. You know, I don't know which one I dislike more, Spider-Man or Captain America. I mean, now why do you I mean do Captain this? America does have that fancy frisbee. I bring you onto the program as a personal favor, and you immediately start trashing the fine heroes that myself and many of the esteemed listeners of this program enjoy. I'm sorry. I had to do it. I know. It, I it, it brought me just a tiny bit of joy. Oh, that's nice. I'm glad I can do that for you. That's why I'm here, <laughs> to bring joy to others. All right, we're going we're gonna to go... This has been wonderful, by the way. I want to thank you for coming on a little early. I want to prematurely thank you. Oh, well, thank you. So on our old podcast we did together, you had a favorite segment. And it's actually one of your favorite things since we've been about 17 years old, <laughs> which is called Would You Rather? So I'm going to I'm gonna throw back here, and I'm going to let you be the host for the next several minutes. Well, I've got I've got two for you. Got two. All yes, right. and I, I, it would be great if Producer Matt would, would chime in on this at some point. He won't. Well, he won't, but... Maybe may, may off air, he'll he'll give us two cents. So we'll, we'll start with one of my favorites. So are you aware of Joy Chestnut? Is that the uh, competitive eater? That correct? is the competitive eater. He can eat a hot dog in roughly seven seconds. Which, impressive. Very seems, impressive. Seems like a choking hazard, but all right. Are you familiar with Usain Bolt? He's the world's fastest man. Yes. Currently holds the world record for the 100-meter dash at around 9.6 seconds. All right. So the question is this. Both of them are going to run 100 meters. They both have to eat two hot dogs. It can be either before or after the 100 meters. Who do you think is winning that race? How many hot dogs? Two. Two hot dogs and a 100-meter race. Yes. Uh, Joey Chestnut, I'm, I'm going to say Usain Bolt is going to win. He's going to absolutely demolish in the running. And with all the running he does, his metabolism has to be incredible. So he's got to be hungry all the time. So he has to eat a lot just in general to keep his body in his uh, peak athletic condition. So I'm going to say while he will be significantly slower at eating the hot dogs, because he will be much faster at the running, 
Well, right. how how long do you think it would take a, a regular man to eat a hot dog? How long? How fast do you think it would take you to eat a hot dog? I don't know. 20 seconds? Okay. So 40 seconds to eat your hot dog? Yeah. Okay. So Chestnut's, Chestnut's going to do that in 14. Okay. So he's got a 30-second lead. Okay. Now, Roughly. How, how fast do you think it takes standard man to run 100 meters? I don't know. I feel like it's a lot slower than Usain Bolt is going to do it. Let's double his time. Okay. So let's say it takes 22 seconds. 22 and 14 is what? 22 and 14. Yep. Wouldn't it be 44? I thought we were doubling this time. Its time was nine and a half seconds. Okay. So I'm telling you, it's Usain Bolt. That's I don't, my I don't think it is. I think by the time Bolt gets his two hot dogs down, Chestnut's already finished his and is well down the track far enough where he's got a big enough lead. Oh, you say he's going. See, I think he'll get the hot dogs at the end. Overconfident. Okay, then you're breathing heavy and panting. I, I'd try to eat a hot dog when you're breathing heavy and I panting. I didn't say he was wise. I've never met the man. I, I, I agree. I think he sticks with his strong suit and runs the 100 meters first. But I think regardless, I think it takes him close to 40 seconds to get those hot dogs down. Well, I don't know. It, it, it's open for debate. It's just a good debate question. Bolt. He's so fast. I'm taking chestnut. Does now, he get the water? Does he have to eat him without the water? Oh, you get the water. You get the water. Disgusting. Actually, you know what? In the spirit of sports, they each get Gatorade. I don't want to. They can dip it in Gatorade of their their flavor choosing. That's so disgusting when they dip it in the water. Oh, it it would be great. How many hot dogs? No, dipping in the water is disgusting. Okay. That bothers me. I was about to say, what's happening to you? No, that that bothers me. Have you ever done it? What? Try to eat a hot dog? one in the hot dog? No, it sounds awful. Oh, yeah. No, it just, no, the texture. Seems like it would just get stuck. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not. mm -mm. Producer Matt, you seem like a. Competitive hot dog eater, have you ever dipped it into the water? He said no. He says no. no. He says no. But you know what? Maybe, maybe on one of the future episodes, we, we try to replicate this and see how fast we can be eat a hot dog. Maybe on the video episode. I, I'm all in. I'm all in about this video stuff now. Now, do you go with a condiment to maybe help? Well, I don't like mustard, and tomatoes are poison to me, so that, no. You know what? I did forget about your tomato allergy. All right. So my next one. This is this is one another buddy pitched to me. You're in a stadium. Okay, imagine a football stadium. You're going to be on the field. You cannot leave the field. Okay. There's a group of animals. You are either going to attack you or protect you. Okay. You have to survive for an hour. Which animals are you picking? So here are your choices. You can have 15 wolves, 10 crocodiles, 4 lions, 3 bears, 5 gorillas, or 10,000 rats. You pick two of those groups to protect you. Everything else is going to attack you. I am going to pick the three bears and the 10,000 rats. The rats are not going to be able to hold up, but they're going to distract all the other animals. They're going to be, The crocodiles are going to be trying to eat rats, probably eat enough to get fat and be taken care of. The bears, they're going to be like my heavies. You know, if this was pro wrestling terms, I'm going to be the world's heavyweight champion. Those are going to be my three muscle they're going to be there. And then the rats, you know, they're the feeders who are just. You know, I, I agree with you on the rats. I think you have to go with the rats just for sheer number. Um, if you do the math, it's roughly 300 rats per animal. Great. Yeah. So they're going to they're so, going to, they're going to take care of work. Now, see, here's where where I, I struggle. I originally really wanted the crocs. <clears throat> they're going to be know? slow. They are going to be slow. But the numbers I like or I like the 15 wolves. See, I, of course, would want the wolves. See, that's five teams of three. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of like that. But the wolves, they're going to, you know, they're going to come up. 
you know they're gonna they're gonna go after the bear you know even if they try to team up the bear is just gonna one hit on a wolf is gonna now wait take minute, it down. wait a minute i feel like just a couple minutes ago you were willing to take a bear for five dollars you weren't too I, afraid of that bear. I don't think you understand how destitute I am. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. <ya>. Got him. <laughs> Producer Matt has left. The episode could end. We're going to start wrapping it up. I, that's a win. Take it. So, yes, I would go with the bears. And, you know, the eagles are, are what scare me. Yeah. Because they know, can come at your frame. All of a sudden, you got no eyes. Well, I didn't specify which type of eagle. Like, there's golden eagles. Uh, the ones that can lift like the goats and right. yeah, throw them off the ledge. Yeah. They'll tear you up. I, that's a, you know, now, so that's my answer. That's my official answer. Put it in the book. Rats and bears. I want to tell you, I'm going to make it my goal in life after I've survived with my team of bears, probably not too many rats. We're going to go find who put this together and we're going to just absolutely dismantle them. They are a horrible person. No, why is that? You know what? We don't want to watch these animals fight. That's terrible. I mean, they did it for hundreds of years in the Coliseum. And you're telling me that wasn't terrible too? Oh, it was awful. I'm not. I'm not condoning this at now, all. You want to take two humans and have them? I'm just saying out. it is a theoretical situation. We don't need to go attack anybody for thinking well, it up. If they create, if they create this pit somewhere, I'm gonna. It's my job, my duty as a human, I think, to put an uh, end to it. Hey, if someone actually created this, I'd be right there with you. But again, it's a theoretical. All right, all right. theoretically. I want the bears and the rats, and I'm pretty sure I, I'm walking out of there. I don't think under any scenario anyone's walking out of there. I'm, I'm fairly confident I'm walking out. I like your confidence. I really do. Really do. What if I were to just ride one of the bears around? I mean, as cool as that would be. Keep the other animals at bay. So I read an I'm telling you, if you put the 10,000 rats in the front, most of those other animals are going to not do anything because they're going to eat the rats and be done. It's not like these things have been enraged. Well, no, that's that's it. The sole purpose of the animals is to attack you. Like that's I all they want to do is attack. But they're going to be tired. Maybe they're going to be tired and well fed. They're going to take a nap. See, they're not. They, I think you're missing the fact that they're not attacking each other. But they, the rats are going to be in their way. They're going to end up in their mouths. But they're not going to sit there and just like eat them. They'll kill them. Yeah, well, if crocodiles killing something. It's with its mouth. It's eating some of it. Okay, good point. I'll concede. You don't have to concede. I'm just telling you that's what's going to happen. Take it to the bank. Okay. All right. So there's my would you rather. Now, did you want to answer those? Or do you want to leave that to I've, the people's imagination? I've, I feel like I already answered them. I, there's no oh, right you or did. wrong we answer. We had a nice debate. You're yes, right. there's we no did. right or wrong right. answer there. Listen, I'm out of tune with the would you rather. Well, it wasn't a true would you rather. They were just really nice debate conversation really starters. Debate questions. Yes. All right. Listen. I, I really want to, we're running out of time here, so I really want to thank you for coming in to the program. Oh, it's my pleasure. Unless everyone just booze rain down for your takes on MJ and Peter, uh, I would love to have you back whenever you're available. Oh, I love the fact that they're not together. It makes me so happy. Why do you do this? Why do you hate me when I show See, you See, we, we got producer Matt to laugh, though. That's over. That already happened. <laughs> <laughs> I was greedy. I wanted another. I thank all, everyone for listening. I guess I thank you for coming in. I'm so even, happy to be here. Even thank after you for having me. You just trashed everything that I care about with that. That was so hurtful. I'm sorry. You should be with Black Cat, though. Now, why? We're getting ready to wrap <laughs> oh, up. Oh, I'm sorry. Program, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And you bring in that, who is a very good friend. Should ne Oh, anyway, we're not getting into this on the air. That's not happening this week. Full that disclosure, I don't even know who Black Cat is. No one does. <laughs> Nobody does. <laughs> 
Hey, if I really want to take a minute also to thank the listeners to uh, for sending in their thoughts and let me know what they like and don't like. Uh, please let me know what you thought about Austin. Uh, feel free to let me know how much you dislike his terrible uh, Spider-Man takes, but also forego that and uh, as a regular just host otherwise, let me know. And uh, you can also throw those at him. He is a member of Twitter, unlike my wife, who does not use social media. Where can they find you, Austin? Oh, you can throw all of your uh, your hate mail at me at capital A-R-P underscore 84. Uh, I've really enjoyed playing the heel today. It's been great. It's been wonderful. You can, of course, reach out to me at Nexus Cowboy or send any questions to pursuedquestions at gmail.com. So, Austin, as we wrap up here, you think you'd like to come back maybe and do another episode? Oh, I'd love to come back. It was a lot of fun. So as we finish up, I usually give two minutes, but we're near the end, so I'm going to give you one minute, whatever you want to talk about. I will not interrupt you for the next one minute. Go ahead. Please keep it family-friendly. I'm going to defer my one minute and use it for next time since we used up so much of your time today. Well, that's, you know, you're, after you make me very angry, you then try to pull me back in with a nice hug. So oh, I'm really going to give you a big that. hug after this episode. So I just want everyone to remember, for everybody in the world, the years are going to run out. But not everybody uses up all their miles. So make sure you take the time to find something you want to be your next pursued interest. Thanks for listening.